everybody, and welcome to Creative Footnotes, a new podcast that I'm very excited to share with you guys. What is a footnote? Webster's traditionally says that a footnote is a note of reference, explanation, or comment, usually placed below the text on a printed page. Oftentimes you would come across footnotes in research papers, things like that. Footnotes are there to enhance a reader's understanding of the text by giving references and commentary from the creator. There is value as an artist in understanding your process. So I'm so excited to sit down with some brilliant minds and makers and intelligent, incredible people and talk to them about how they make their dream art visions come to life. I'm your host, Leah Autry. And let's get into it. Okay, so for our first episode, I'm sitting here in a closet (laughs) with my good friend, Alex Kimbrell. And um, I think we'll just jump right into it because we have a great background. Um, Alex reached out to me through Instagram. This is like... Before quarantine, I think, yeah, because you were ago, like was 2020. Yeah. And you guys had gotten sick. I think I something happened with me so we couldn't do our shoot. And then you guys were sick and we couldn't do our shoot. And then yeah. finally we met up at Crescent Lake Park in St. Pete. And with horns and a full face of Circus Soleil makeup. And <laughs> Extra costumed velvet. up. Just out in the park with a light bar making some photos and it was really great because at the time I hadn't gone to art school yet this is before I enrolled in SCAD and so you're actually one of the first people I ever talked to about the art school experience which was really awesome um so I just want to like start there and what kind of was like your introduction to I guess art in your life like from your recollection I've always been an artist I've always been like cutting up little pieces of paper and like gluing it and like being particular and like always been an artist like I remember reading in like my notes as a preschooler like will not stop drawing so (laughs) like I've always done it but uh when I really got into it was when I turned 18 I got had to go to college and I was like, what am I going to do? And everyone's like, you should try business. And I was like, what about art and business? So I just put it all into art. Is there a certain reason that people said business? Or was it just like... me to have like a degree I was going to do something with. (laughs) I was like, don't you worry. I will do something with this degree. And like, I have. Isn't that a funny thing that is a common misconception is that like you won't use an art degree. And like in my personal experience, I feel like I also learned a lot of valuable life things and business perspectives in art school. Like it wasn't just sitting around and drawing, but we did also do that. Yeah, we did. (laughs) No, I learned how to like communicate with people and engage, make immersive experiences, you know, things I use in my workplace all the time when I work these creative jobs. Um, and yeah, so you went to school where? At SIU Carbondale, so Southern University of uh, Carbondale. 
SIU. Where's Carbondale? Uh, in Southern Illinois. Oh, Illinois. Okay. Yeah, Illinois. What was like the highlight of your school experience? Do you have Probably one? Probably meeting all of my friends. Like I hate to say like school education teachers that I met, like they were great. They shaped me. They taught me things, but the friends that I've met have been everlasting. Like talk about decade. It's been almost a decade now since I've met these people. They're still in my life. I adore them. And, uh, the reason I bring that up is because my senior project was I painted all my best friends naked. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I pay- it's great when you have friends who are like, you give them an idea and they're so down for it, whether that means being painted naked or like full body painting yourself like you've done with people yeah. before. Networking is like one of the most important parts of being an artist, I think, is like when you can figure out how to network and share ideas like you can elevate yourself and your ideas so much more, even just being around others of those creative types. But you're just really good at networking online. Like kind of like me, I feel like we're both very, we'll slide into people's DMs <laughs> with yeah, ideas. I'm not afraid to shoot my shot to be like, how do you want to work together? You know, I let people choose how they want to work with me because I'm very open, you know, to doing paid things, doing collaborations. And doing photo shoots and creative endeavors with people is uh, always a tightrope, walking a tightrope. Do you have, like, a a collaboration success story? Yeah, I would say our success story, which (laughs) has led to many collaborations. And definitely when it comes down to our collaboration, it would be the the union that we have with a, a lot of photographers you know we'd have a, a group meetup and maybe only one or two people would show up but we'd make that work and we would make that happen until we became bigger and then what is it called yeah sunshine state create collective yeah it's a mouthful okay. <laughs> we like alliteration here oh <laughs> <laughs> um, but circling back to ideas like what do you find commonly sparks inspiration for you in a project I would say finding different objects sparks mine, like different fabrics and different patches and ideas. Like I can go through like a thrift store and like find different things like a jungle and like find different tools for my art. So that's where I find inspiration is like searching for things and like being able to take different things and mesh them together, which is I feel like what being an artist is all about, you know, like collaging things and like making things into new. So, yeah. Do you have, like, what I would describe as, like, an aha or, like, a light bulb moment sometimes? When I make my uh, jewelry, for sure. Yeah. Especially when I see people buy it and I see people's eyes light up when they're like, I love this, I must have it. That's a great feeling. Yeah, that totally is. It's, like, it's kind of, like payment in a way (laughs) if someone enjoys it even if they don't end up buying it especially at like craft fairs when you see that you like spark that joy with something you created it's like you can't really trade that for money it's a crazy emotion to feel joy is a revolutionary force so we're always joyful in your process i am personally i feel like part of the reason i wanted to do this podcast is to like develop a process because I am just the worst at brainstorming like I think that's my one flaw is I have all of these ideas but I want them to just exist and I skip the planning stages and that's like one of the main things that I wanted to like talk to other creators about is like how do you get from idea to final project so like when you start 
with something and you're like, I think this could be really cool to make. How do you start that process? Like, do you make a sketch of something? Do you make like a Pinterest mood board? Like, what is what does that look like to you? I lay a lot of things out. So I'll get like a table and I'll lay what I want to be a part of a collection. So like, say I'm making like a robe collection and I want to like use these colors, this fringe, these patches. I lay them all out and I just mix them like a little, you know, like little uh, DJ board and a <laughs> collage board. And I, I pick what I want to do and then I lay all those in little Ziploc bags. So I do a lot of like 3D designing to find like things for my jewelry and my robe collection and then my painting. So everything is really um, hands-on. That's awesome. So that's kind of how I get my start as I do the designing hands-on. So you're like very visual, like you want to see and be able to touch like what is going to happen and like almost like a puzzle piece, like move them around and like lay them out. That's yeah. cool. Um, what do you think has been like one of the most like impactful experiences that you've had as an artist? Like, is there anything that... I think the sense of community that I found and everywhere I've been, you know, I've been to different states. It's just like Alaska and Tennessee. And I found connections in different communities, such as metalsmithing to painting to fashion and photography. And the community that I have found is extraordinary. And if they all would band together, we could just take over the world. I guess that uh, it's about... We're like eight minutes in now, and I guess now would be a wonderful time to actually talk about what you were trained in in school. <laughs> uh, yeah, Vincent, uh, I was trained in drawing, so I can draw a mean booby and butts. <laughs> <laughs> but you also learned sewing from your grandma. I learned sewing from my grandma. That was during college. I actually worked at a craft center where I put that into practice. So I would teach sewing to other people. So not only did my grandma teach me, I've like trickled down, like taught other people. Who honestly, they are great designers now. So it's interesting to see them flourish. You know what I mean? Like I've taught basics to people and they've taken it and ran with it. So, And I think that like, I don't know if this you find this too, but I think something satisfying from the meetups for me is like you learn things from people when you teach them too. And you like learn things about your own process when you're like articulating it out loud to somebody else. Like, yeah, here's how I would do it. And then it's kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Here's actually how I would do that. You know, you don't really think about it until you're telling someone else. You become a mirror for other people, you know, like other people are mirrors for us to like find who we are, who in ourselves, you know, like same for us, you know, that's why we can bounce off of each other and like find different creative things to go. We jump on the same creative path. We're like idea highway going I'm, 80 miles an hour. I'm on idea. <laughs> I think one of the biggest problems people have like you know even writers writer's block is like getting stuck and I'm wondering what are what do you have in your toolkit for helping you get unstuck especially in the middle of a project when I feel stuck I let things marinate I put them on the back burner I just like let them sit in a box don't touch it and then come back to it because sometimes I need to think about it and I think about it full circle. Like a great example is I've been making a jacket. I've been sewing this fringe and sewing this trim on and I have to hand sew something. So I've been like, what should I hand sew? What should I use the machine for? And I just have to put it in a bag and not, you know, and I've been like thinking about it. So that's kind of what I do to get unstuck is to put it in something and like, don't look at it, but then like 
continue working through what makes it clock and tick. Yeah. I feel like uh, I had a similar experience in drawing. Like with drawing, I when I would be learning still lifes, I would have to like sleep on it. After a certain hour, I would just get so frustrated because I felt like my apple just didn't look like an apple. I would sleep on it and then I would wake up and I'm like, okay, that's not as bad as I thought, but here's where that shadow can move. Yeah, Yeah. I totally get that. Um, And I feel like uh, that can also leave space for new ideas that you never would have maybe considered in the first place when you give it the time to grow organically. And then also like to let your life integrate with the project. So like something that we talk about a lot is how our spirituality impacts what we make. And so I'm like, what is a way that you like to incorporate spirituality or your personal beliefs and also to the things that you make? Well, one of my other creative endeavors was making a Oracle deck when I made the Oracle deck, it kind of blended my spirituality with my friendships because I was drawing portraits of all my friends and then I was writing about it. So I was incorporating writing and photography in a sense because I was getting these photos of these people and then drawing them and doing digital work, which I've never done. So I was like doing digital work and then I sent it into a printing press and I, I got a little purple velvet bag, all <laughs> hand printed, 78 images. That's awesome. So that's kind of how I can transpose those forms together is by making, you know, bigger projects with my spirituality. Because I do believe that they're, you know, in divination and things like that, of uh, tarot reading and oracle and runes and charm casting, which is something I've kind of got into, which is like taking little charms and throwing them and reading them like you would tea leaves. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And do you do th- find yourself using that in all of the mediums that like you touch in different ways as opposed to just like drawing? Um, I definitely dabble in it all. And uh, when I do like my metal smithing, I just think about how metal is such a powerful tool. You know, it's like something that's been used from the day of dawn. And uh, yeah, I just think about how it's been used in like, you know, witchcraft and things like that for the, ca- to the cauldron, to mm-hmm. the, whatever you use it for so i don't know just things like that there's like the power you can feel like the power in it especially as you're like using tools to like make those things like Mm -hmm. it feels powerful but it's also like the history that comes with it is just as like empowering yes what would you say is like your biggest change or evolution in your process over the last few years my biggest change would be that i've been moving locations so my community's been changing over years and since i lean so heavily on my community it's been fluctuating and i'm I'm meeting new people just like you are a new part of my community i guess old now (laughs) yeah it's been a new part of my community and um I just learned how to do new things, you know, because I was out of school. So I didn't have a metalsmithing, you know, facility. So I started to sew more because that's something I could do, you know, in my home. So that's something that I've been kind of working on is just using uh, what I learned in school to, like, take that into the real world and, like, be able to transpose that into, like, doing my robes and my jewelry and my paintings. 
Do you find that it was an adjustment? Have you been working out of your home as like your workspace for a while? Or was that also an adjustment for you? That was an adjustment. It's been since college. So, you know, it's been, I graduated five years ago. So it's been an adjustment just because I've been trying to make it in the art world. You know, I've done henna and other different things to kind of like fuel the art in my life. And yeah. Just having a... I feel like it's the one thing, a positive that can come from having your studio being in your home space is that like your personality and your spiritual practices and your rituals and all of that can kind of like rub off on your creations and spark inspiration. But then also like, I don't know if you ever struggle with this, but I almost feel like I can never stop being constantly surrounded by my work. And that's like something that I have to work on too. Cause I'll see, if I see a project, like I want to work on it. That's why I talked about that back burner thing. Right? Yeah. Put Literally put it in a way. box and put it out, out of sight, out of mind. There's yeah. a reason they say that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, what's something that you wish that you knew when you first started out? I think this is like the, the question I'd like to ask everyone. Cause I think with years of experience in a craft, you have insight over like the things that even you could YouTube now that you just wish that would have been there as a resource. There's so many thoughts to this because I just wish I would have known everything earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the biggest thing is to not take things so serious. I was so serious. I want everything to be perfect. And now I'm like, rub your hands in it, break it, put it back together uncut it you know so there's a lot of things that I, I what is it you have to relearn to unlearn and um and that everything you do is one big masterpiece so just keep weaving your life and everything you do is art you should breathe live and you know be art breathe live and be art I love that um something that you wish for the general art collective for the next year I wish we can come together stronger and bridge things together. They don't have to exactly like morph and become one, but like bridge, you know, like communities and mediums and different things. That'd be really wonderful to see. Coming together as a whole. I think that it, it feels nice to be around like-minded people. And if we can lean on the positives from the challenges that we've had as a collective, because I mean, even just seeing the wonderful I mean, it feels weird to say wonderful, but wonderful and innovative creations people made over that time when we were all being challenged, you know, like I did photo shoots with a few people over FaceTime and that was like a popular thing that was happening, you know, and yeah. it was like a new way. Like I actually had my whole camera out and it was like I had my friend on FaceTime and I like put her in a plant and like put the leaves around it and she went in front of like a little backdrop in her kitchen and like you know it's cool to yeah. see the way people come together so I would definitely echo that sentiment and that I hope that we can find our ways into one big like hand-holding circle of art fun friends <laughs> in the future yes uh, but thank you for talking to me and sharing your wisdom with the world and this art community. And thank you for being the first guest on this podcast, because hopefully there will be more episodes yes. and more art to be made. Yes. Until next Thursday, you guys. I'll see you later.